podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hi everyone, today I am speaking with Bram Legru. Bram is a Belgium-born psychologist and often called the Adelaide-based Tony Robbins. Prior to he coming to Australia, he worked as a business leader and an international trainer at Watkins Manufacturing Corporation of Fortune 500 companies. Bram's experience spans over 25 countries where he mentored numerous teams. Personal development has played a dominant role in Bram's life and he has been personally trained by Brian Tracy and Brandon Butchard. Over the last few years, Bram has obtained several sales achievement and innovation awards. So let's talk to Bram and Bram is going to today unpack for us what confidence looks like. Welcome, Brem. Welcome to Your Career Down Under Show. Thank you, Nash, for inviting me. So, Brem, since we started to talk about sales and the role that the confidence play in the whole process, I think I'm most intrigued by your definition of confidence. Because is it more about that, am I looking confident when I, in a public speaking sense or in a relationship sense? How do you really define confidence? Yep, that's a great question. And, uh, Look, uh, there's obviously some side to the, to the question that most people are familiar with. I think there's two distinctions here where we look at certain people and we think, oh my God, this person looks confident. Mm. And then there's also, so that's the external perception of how people come across. Yeah. It's part of the, uh, the definition. But there's also an internal component, which I think we can dive a little bit deeper in, and particularly mm-hmm. look at ways on how that confidence can be built Mm-hmm. People feel that they would benefit from having more confidence in certain areas, such as public speaking. Okay. People can effectively build it in a strategic manner rather than doing it haphazardly or just either having it or not having it, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know, is it is confidence, you know, I think you, what you said about the confidence, you know, being built, is confidence a skill like a, like swimming to public speaking that you can acquire or does it have like someone, you know, few people are inherently confident. They don't need any external sort of intervention and some people need. So how do you really see that? Well, I don't think that somebody is just born confident or not. And okay. I believe that come people, people that are confident in specific areas in life might also be very inconfident in others. I'll give you an example. Sure. Yeah. I've worked with quite a few uh, really leading people in the field of personal and professional development, one of which yeah. is, for example, Dr. John Martini, who was a star on The Secrets and mm. also has written over 40 big, uh, international best-selling books. And mm. one of the things that I noticed is that he's – very confident in educating people on human development, consciousness, mm. um, how to get the best of yourself, how to develop yourself to a very evolved human being. Mm. But as soon as you ask him things that are really outside of his field of expertise, 
and one of which might be as simple for most people that are listening, such as driving a car, yeah. he not have confidence for him to get in the car and drive it safely. Okay. So whilst the confidence might be very high in the levels of expertise, meaning the fields of development that we invested mm. time and effort into getting really good at, mm. then there's other fields where we feel really unconfident because mm. we didn't, we either don't appreciate it and therefore didn't put enough effort into the development of it, or yeah. we compare ourselves to people in the field that are so, at such much more developed levels. And if we then compare ourselves to it, we look like peanuts. In comparison. Yeah. yeah. So you've got always this sort of internal dualistic yeah. viewing what goes on inside and how we think and feel about ourselves, mm. but also on how we compare to others and how we might have come across in their, in their, in their eyes. Mm. So in a way, what I'm sort of listing is that two things that I could sort of listen is one is the comparison to others that we continuously and from the day get up and until we go to bed, we constantly do that kind of comparison. And secondly, is a perception that if I'm confident in public speaking, that will kind of allude to that I'm, I'm confident in all the other areas, isn't it? That's not a great way to look at that. Yeah. So it's, I think the good news of this is, is that whether somebody listening to this audio now and yeah. very confident in certain areas, but as they're applying for a role, for example, a job, yes. a green job, and they don't feel very confident in succeeding, mm. the good news is that they can, if they already know what confidence feels like in other areas because they've mm. been really good at sports or really good at school, you can pretty much transfer that same feeling and take it into another circumstance provided mm. you use some brain hacks. And I think we'll, believe, we'll touch on those a later. Yeah, that's a great point, I think, is that if I experience, and I can probably share my own experience around that, that I don't necessarily feel confident when I speak to a very senior person in an organization, such as CEO or some senior leader, not only in my organization, but even outside of them. I continuously feel that I lack something and I feel a bit unaccomplished uh, with vis a vis what they have accomplished. And that really kind of dents that confidence. But if mm -hmm. I talk to somebody who is at who I consider is at my level, I can absolutely relate to them very effectively. Yes. Uh, so I, I can kind of see that connection. And you know what, Nash? I think yeah. you. I appreciate you being so open-hearted with your followers here and share a personal example there. And I really believe that everyone can relate to that because mm. we sometimes have a tendency to talk ourselves down compared mm. to other people who we put on a pedestal. Mm. And I think it's really important that people understand that, again, I'm, I'm referring now yes. to the work of Dr. John Demartini. He's got some excellent work in this field where he says, mm. as soon as we... So mm. anyone listening here puts someone else up on a pedestal. By default, we put ourselves down. Yes. And that can only go for as long until yeah. somehow we'll start looking for balance again, which means yeah. if we, for example, have somebody we really adore and yeah. we look up to, it will only take for as long until we finally think, you know what, this can't really happen anymore. And we'll start looking for ways to sabotage that person to it yeah. restore the balance between us because no yeah. one is there 
to be up on the pedestal or yeah. down on the yeah, that's such a great insight. And I can probably give one more thing that I always tell my clients is that coming from India or subcontinent, one of the things that, that I struggled with is the relationship to an authority. In India, if I'm having a coffee or just a general chat with someone, if my boss walks in, I suddenly feel that my freedom is taken off. I suddenly feel that I'm under the pressure, I'm under microscope and I should do something to please him. Mm -hmm. you know just doing that and i have and once i came here and the first meeting that i had on the first day of my work i was picked up by the general manager of the company and he drove me and then he sat down with me explained he had a coffee with me and everything and so i started to feel that's pretty weird of this how can this person who's probably earning five times what i i will be making he drives a mercedes and he drives that and he walks with me and he picks me up from the train station and he sits down for a coffee with me and just have a normal chat so that relationship that i had back in india was the master and slave relationship and I think if I think in the context of this confidence, it is making more a new sense to me that it's more about how that person appears to me more confident. And then I tend to self-sabotage myself. And you know what? Mm. This is definitely true as of what you say. Mm. I think the second part of that one, Naish, mm. that when we feel less than somebody else, it is because we ourselves measure ourselves against internal benchmarks that we feel we haven't achieved yet and that other person we think that they have instead. Yeah. So what I'm trying to bring it back to here is yeah. the mental game. Yeah. As soon as people recognize that, that confidence, which is a feeling yeah. internally that then projects a certain image on the outside, it's purely an internal game. And so if you want to come across more confident on the outside, what it is you have to do is you need to go inside again and look mm. at how you think about yourself. What are the standards and goals that you measure yourself against? What is it that you truly value in life? Mm. And are you living your life in line with that? Mm. Because to the extent that you live somebody else's life and you try to please your boss, try to please your partner, try to please your spouse, your yeah. business, uh, associates, or whoever yeah. else it might be, your dad, your mom, yeah. you're living somebody else's values and mm. therefore by default, your entire body mm. is going to start oozing out what we call symptoms. You know, illness yeah. is a symptom for people that are unhealthy in yeah. their mind and body. The body just emulates what the mind has gone through. If mm. you then take that now to confidence, it's very similar. When yeah. our confidence goes down the drain and it gets eroded, one yeah. reason could be is that we're not living in congruence with what we personally truly value and yeah. that we somebody else's values instead. Yeah, yeah, so true. So true. So true. And I'll probably end this particular thing with, as you said, about the physical, uh, the how it impacts someone's physical well-being mm -hmm. if i'm going to meet someone very important very senior anything i just feel like not eating even though i i feel hungry but i i'm so much under the pressure internally mm -hmm. and talking with myself that i feel i just don't feel like eating that there is also a manifestation within myself on my physical health yep definitely uh, yeah. so the human psyche Mm. And the body, for that matters, they really work hand in hand. And yeah. I think then, if I bring it back now to all the people that might be listening, yeah. 
it's important that people recognize that feelings are feedback to us. Let us know whether or not we are mm. on track or off mm. track. Yeah. But for example, to the extent that we experience a lot of negative feelings, it's just the body has, is experiencing the feelings, which we then understand in our mind. So let us know that there's something here that we're not doing in line with mm. where we should be. Mm. And so I'll give you an example. You mm. mentioned earlier how sometimes really well-educated people mm. from overseas might be driving a taxi. Yeah. And they might be very unhappy doing that. Well, some people might really enjoy doing it, but those that are unhappy yeah. means that they're missing something. Now, they could talk themselves in staying in that job because they say, hey, I really need to keep doing this. Mm. Have to, I should, because I've got bills to pay for, I've got people to look after, my wife, mm. my, my kids, and the likes. And so they keep reinforcing the message that I have to. And so they're not living their values fully. Yeah. As soon as they start living life in line with what they truly value, mm. the feelings will start turning around again mm. because the mm. feelings let you know whether or not you're on track. Yeah. Agree. So let's move on and they talk about the science behind confidence. Is confidence uh, like a mysterious thing? Is like a black art or you know, there's a science behind it too? Uh, look, it, there's so much more there, Nesh. So just yeah. so that everybody knows, my background, I'm a psychologist by trade. Yes. I'm born in Belgium. And so I studied now the human psycho psyche you know, already for the last 14 yeah. years. And so... One of the things that I really would like people to understand is that science is a self-induced state of mind that then your body will start to reflect. Mm. Now, if I really break it down on a physiological level, there's the mind and there's the heart. Mm. We already know that neuroscience, for example, has given us tremendous insights into, for example, that mm. people that are very confident but also go above it you know confidence is only one thing mm. success in business and life for example is it yet another and so mm. you need to become also very good as a problem solver or a mm. creative thinker mm. and you know find solution to other people's problems so that you can get paid for it mm. if you look at from that angle looking in off from the brain only mm. there's three parts in the brain and some of which are directly building confidence while others take away from if you mm. now, for example, look at the most primitive part in the brain, which is called the brain stem, that is yeah. what we also sometimes refer to as the crocodile brain. The mm -hmm. crocodile brain is that part of the, our brain that pretty much reads information around us and mm -hmm. qualifies it as either something intriguing and interesting mm -hmm. or something that might be a threat. As okay. soon as it perceives threat, it shuts down the system and the okay. higher parts of the brain don't even get drawn into the equation. Mm. So then it's more like, do I like it or don't? Okay. Yeah? Okay. The second part then of the brain is where you look at the emotional center of the brain mm -hmm. where you actually are color coding or you're putting an extra layer on top where you say, emotionally speaking, I like it or I hate it. Mm. Right? Mm. So far, confidence is not really quite there yet. Mm. It's really as soon as you start looking beyond it and people start accessing the best parts of the brain, the mm. neocortex and the cerebellum is where they really use the more advanced executive centers of the brain mm. beyond fear. And this is really an important word here. Confidence mm. and fear are in direct opposition. 
Okay. As soon as people perceive any threat of whatsoever, they are going back in their brain to the more primitive parts. Mm. Once again, if we want to be confident, we want to move beyond those centers. And so it's really important that people find ways to manage their emotions, mm. become a really good master of self first, mm. because that in itself we hope to build confidence. Last yeah. And then I'm pretty much done here because I think I want to keep it short. Yeah, I think you explained the complicated issue around brain in very simplistic terms. And that's what we really want to know. I, I think just leading on to what you said about the last bit, that the uh, one's ability of managing the emotions yes. you know, will probably determine his or her ability to be successful or to be more confident, not successful, but to be more confident, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Look, you can ask any leader of people or mm. influencer of big numbers of people. Yeah. You'll ask them what the biggest challenge has been. I think a lot of them is definitely the one who I've spoken to and learned from. Yeah. They agree that mastering themselves and their ego, which yeah. is all of the emotions as well, yeah. is one of the biggest challenges. The biggest too. challenge, yeah. yeah. It's almost what we know from cartoons. Yeah. Like the little angel yeah. voice and then the, the devil's voice. And we yeah. always battle with the two voices in our own minds. And sometimes it's the devil that really gets the best of us. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's a really good visual to keep in mind that these voices are our own voices. It's our own demons. Yeah. Yeah. That talk ourselves down whilst it's our own biggest cheerleaders that talk ourselves up. But it's us yeah. doing it to ourselves. So yeah. we need to become a really true master of ourselves. And to the yeah. extent we do, our confidence mm -hmm. grows and therefore... If we want to become wealthy, we become more yeah. wealthy. If we want to do more deals and make more money, we do. If we want to become more successful in a relationship and yeah. you know, find a dream partner and marry that person, mm. we will. Confidence really is a big thing. Is a big thing, absolutely. And managing emotions. I know I was previously involved back in India with landmark education for over eight, mm. nine years. And one of the things that even the leaders and the and various coaching programs that we've gone through is ultimately boils down to how aware I am about what I say to myself mm. and how quickly can I dismantle a feeling and emotion and really get to the very source of where it originated from and what am I going to do about it? Mm. And how quickly can I really sort of bounce from that? That's the whole whole game about, that's how I can relate to the confidence game too. Definitely. So, I mean, there's a big trend nowadays that talks yeah. about emotional intelligence. And yes. If you were to look for a definition, it's yes. what, the ability to assess our own emotions and yeah. the of others and respond in meaningful ways. Emotional intelligence is really one of those things where you really do the best, you take the best of two worlds. Yeah. The formidable brain that we have that is very creative and has brain plasticity, meaning yeah. it can grow and evolve and morph into what it has to be. Yeah. But also the other side, which we were just about to touch on, which is the heart. And this I think also the That's right. on this call will yeah. probably appreciate this. There is now scientific proof uh -huh. that the heart has got its own brain heart. Okay. So it's almost like a, a conglomerate of 40,000 cells around the heart that capture information, storage it, process it, and exchange it back with the brain. And there's even more 
feedback from the heart to the mm -hmm. brain than there is from the brain back to the heart, which suggests in a way mm -hmm. that if we truly tap into the core of our feelings, our heart, yeah. and we open that, and we then apply logic and strategy behind it that our brain comes with, mm. then the world of confidence opens in twofold ways. Mm. And wow. then people are fully aligned. They are fully connected. They are mm. fully driven with purpose. And they're mm. poised. They're charismatic. They're centered. And they know what they want. Other people around them notice it. No, no absolutely. Really, I think you're right. There's some people who are just naturally no, not naturally. Obviously, they've worked hard to be that, bring that amount of confidence, but they do it without any effort or just flawlessly and do that. At the same time, can I, can I bring a, you know, another thing in, in the mix is that it's also that there are parts in my life and obviously the listener's life as well that we naturally feel confident about it. So I think if my view would be that if I dismantle what makes me confident in a particular area of my life, I would probably be in a better position to replicate that or even understand what do I need to do and how do I kind of use the same techniques or strategies to do that in the other areas. Is that something that is feasible? Of course. And that's bringing it really to the brain hacks. Like, okay. once again, one of the key statements that I'd like everybody to really take notice of is yeah. that confidence is a self-induced state, which means if you know what to do and you do it, your confidence naturally increases, naturally. Mm. But you have to do the work. And that work, if you'd like, we can, tap, uh, we, we can talk yeah. about in just a moment. Absolutely. Please go ahead. So let's talk about the brain hacks because that gives idea to people of something that they can implement. Start to do that now. Okay. Well, to start it off, I would like people to think about what the word confidence means. And if you mm -hmm. look at it in some of the dictionaries, you will mm -hmm. find that they say it's associated to words like trust, belief, mm -hmm. faith, self-assurance, self-confidence. All of these terms pretty much are put around uh, in the same definition framework. Mm -hmm. Now, think about what this means. I think one of the, the great philosophers said, without faith, people perish. Now, mm -hmm. whether that is faith in something external, like a God, or faith in oneself, it's faith that makes all the distinctions. So, mm. you could ask yourself then, how is it that I can instill more faith within my own self? Now, mm. here's where it comes to. I'm just going to share a few of them in yes, the conversation that yeah. you and I initiate. I've got 15 brain hacks, but I'll only tap on <laughs> okay. a few of them. Yeah, absolutely. The first one is knowing that it's, it's pretty much giving oneself peace of mind that knowing where you've come from or knowing the situation that you're in with right now in a way doesn't matter because what really matters is where you're going and where you're taking yourself. Mm. So whatever your past has been, Whatever your history is, no matter how much dollars you have in the bank or don't yeah. have in the bank, it doesn't matter because everything that matters is that you focus on what's in front of you, the future. Because where if you have faith in your future, that in itself will help. So that's the first yeah. thing. The second thing then is, is that there's a really nice a distinction between two different ways that people interpret the world. Yeah. One, in a nutshell, is called the law of accident. And the mm -hmm. other one is called the law of control. Now, to really make it very quick, yeah. the law of accident is where we 
start have gotten into a habit of saying that if good things happen to us, it was outside of our control. It just mm-hmm. happened. Yes, we won the lottery or we got yeah. a job, but it wasn't because of our hard work. We were just got lucky. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. It's the idea of us getting lucky when we win. And when something goes wrong, well, you couldn't do anything for it anyway. So the idea is, who am I to influence the course of events? That is the law of accident. Now, a lot of people think that way. And that is something that you, if you catch yourself on thinking that way, the implications are dramatical. And I straight away would encourage people to then look at the other side, which is the law of control. The law of control says, I cannot control everything. I can't yes. do anything about the economy or, you know, what, uh, you know, whether my boss likes me or not, or, mm. you know, this or that, or who will be prime minister next. I can't really decide on that, mm. but I decide how I educate myself, yeah. how much time I invest in myself, how much money I invest in myself, how much physical exercise I do, whether I meditate or not. I have these things in control. And if these things help me to go where I want to go, hmm. then those are the things that I do diligently every day or every other day to get where I want. The law of control says yeah. I take my future in my own hands and I do what it takes. Now, bringing it back to confidence, yeah. you can probably figure that those people that see that they have an influence that will help them get somewhere, they're more optimistic that obviously their confidence is also larger than those people that think that everything happens by error or luck right Mm -hmm. so i think it's about becoming more tuned with the law of control and especially whenever we feel very down the chances are that we are using a law of accident type Mm. of thinking in those situations for example people that repeatedly have financial issues Mm. they might start thinking very accidentally and say this is not for me. It's well and good that these other people drive the Ferraris and get lots of money in the bank account, but it's not meant for me. I'm just mm. going to keep driving taxis. Mm. But it's really important that people catch themselves on how they think, as you suggested mm. already earlier with Landmark. And mm. mm. um, one last that I'm going to share quickly. Mm. Yeah. The, the strength of positive affirmations can really not be overestimated. Okay. If, for example, people say something like, you get up every morning and you say, yes. I am meant to be a great success in life. Or if you want to be a great success in business, you say that. But you use the power of positive affirmations to keep yourself reasoning in a positive way in line with what you want yourself to be rather than where you've been in the past. Mm-hmm. Right? And that really is helpful. Another mm-hmm. one might be, I am a genius and I apply my wisdom every day. Or I am more than I appear to be. I have all the strength and power to do really well. Yeah. It just gives you that extra fuel, especially yeah. when the going gets tough, that if nobody else is there to yeah. put that on the back, that you can give it to yourself so that you pick yourself up, dust mm. yourself off, and keep doing what you have to do because you want to get somewhere. Yeah, okay. One of the things that them, I, I tell my clients, and specifically when they're looking for work, is to make like a results board for themselves and stick it three, four places in the house that in the future that this is the October of 10th. And I'm now working as a project engineer with Telstra, where I am focusing on the, the new and upcoming technologies in 
telecommunication, something, whatever that appeals. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and I say, look, this is what you got to read three, four, five, seven, ten times a day because it reinforces what you're out there to accomplish. You know what? I love yeah. the power of visualization, especially yeah. in this day and age where people yeah. you know, watch a lot of televisions, yeah. social media. We're very visually primed very visual, in our yeah. minds. Yeah. It means if you then yes, use these props to use yeah. another word that you used for our webinar here. Yeah. Then these things are very powerful clues that give, yeah. you know, give the right information back to the brain to keep feeding it. Yeah. But there is a catch to this one that I really want to caution Please. people. Please. Yeah. Sometimes people start fantasizing about yeah. things that really, if Impossible. you really go to the core and you've got a coach that really <laughs> does the right due diligence, yeah. will challenge them to distill that it's not really what they value. And yeah. so if that's the case, it will never happen because right. yeah. here's the thing again, the power between the brain and the heart. Mm. If you can see it in your mind. Mm. For this to happen for you, but deep in your heart, you believe that it's not right for not you. Right. Yeah. There's straight away there's a disconnect, which disconnect. means that you're not necessarily fully leveraging the yeah. power of your mind and heart and use it in a conjunction because one is disconnected from the other. Yeah. However, yeah. yeah. As Napoleon Hill said, what man can see in his mind and believe in his heart, yeah. he can achieve. Yeah. So if you can see it and believe it, you can yeah. achieve it. Yeah. So they, it requires both the components, seeing and also believing into that. Because even in Indian context, one of the most profound religious books says around karma, that mm, you mm. focus on doing your karma and don't worry about the results. What people misinterpret it as that when say, doing karma, that means that you do it with what you believe in and what you see is possible, not half-hearted, not that, oh, I'll, you know, I just tried, you know, it, hap it did happen. So I don't believe into that. So I think there is also context of doing with integrity, doing it with your fullest knowledge and fullest kind of know-how. Uh, yes. The possibility of those results become much higher then. You know what? I love that point there, Nash. And yeah. I think everybody should really, if they are taking notes, really yeah. put this down. Because yeah. once again, I said earlier that mm. the heart has more information going to the brain than the other way around. Which mm. means if we fully live everything we do with purpose and passion, which really comes from our heart, mm. that's becomes unstoppable for ourselves to really do what it takes, especially when the going gets tough. Mm. And other people that are observing us yeah. have to go with it. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. I've had once a person who I had a few of these uh, encounters, but somebody who most people would say is very hard to get to. Mm. I was so confident mm. in my pursuit of being able to converse with these people and mm. both have a bigger impact together that this person who initially wanted to ask me $30,000 mm. for him to come to speak for two hours mm. said afterwards, you know what? We can do something different because mm. my conviction, my confidence was so high mm. that you can almost say the person with the highest confidence mm. is typically the one who will achieve the outcome. Yeah. Think about Gandhi. Yeah. The man was so convinced Mm. That he would do well for people. He built his karma and so an mm. army of people mm. followed him. Mother mm. Teresa, 
yeah. so convinced of doing good by other people, mm. would not take a no for an answer. And she yeah. got billionaires to give her money. Yeah. Right? It's that sort of conviction. If you can build your confidence, mm. not for only for self-indulgence, but you yeah. can actually make it part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah where the faith component kicks in again and mm. it can benefit other people, mm. then you have purpose in your heart yeah. that then your mind will go to work for and yeah. therefore you can achieve some extraordinary results. Yeah. It's, it's such a fascinating brand to talk to. We could you know, keep going and going. And I feel very confident even while speaking with you because what you unpacked for us is real science behind this. And it's not a dark art. That's what I get out of speaking with you. So once again, then now, how do people really get in touch with you? If they need your assistance, how do they really get in touch with you? Brilliant. Well, I appreciate that question. Well, first of all, I am on social media. It's a social media connected world. So whether you look for, for me on Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube, I've got uh, quite a few videos already on there with more content that I'm sharing openly with people. Excellent. I would suggest you go there, especially, by the way, if you go to YouTube, yep. pretty much under every single video that I have, there's all sorts of links that take people to different places. So sure. really good to go and look yep. for Ram Lagru on YouTube. Yep. And then follow those links. They will take you through a free book downloads. Yeah. They will take you to some of my programs that I have mm. and so on and so on. Excellent. Graham, I cannot thank you enough for your willingness to share your knowledge with us. And I'm pretty sure that the audience will ask you to get to you one more time and we will see if there's any other topic that you can enlighten us on. So thank you again for doing this for us. My very pleasure. And I wish everybody all the best. And thanks again also for Nation for driving this initiative. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode, or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.